Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome, friends, to the first episode of the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan. And this month, we read Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. So we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of, of this book, but I am going to have you, Dylan, recap it for me and those of us who, like, might have not read the book or maybe you started it and finished it. I did obviously read the book or why, why would I be doing this book club? Um, but I like might've read or started like a couple of books after that. So I did go ahead and refresh myself today personally, um, and really got back into what a crazy story this is, but I'm going to go ahead and have you give us like just the reader's digest of like what happened. This will include spoilers. Like if you thought it wouldn't, like, I don't know why you're, you're listening. (laughs) Yes. Turn Um, away if you don't want the Cliff Notes version, because that's what we're going to get here. So, um, so the book is about the main character. Her name is Tate. It's not actually her real name. It's her middle name. But I loved that it was Tate. Um, And she meets, she basically leaves a bad relationship and moves in with her brother, um, who's a pilot. Her whole family is pilots. And when she goes to move into her brother's apartment, the day she goes to get there, there is this drunk man at the door. And as any woman in that situation would be concerned, she calls her brother. She's about to call the cops. <laughs> She's trying to get around this drunk person at the door um, to realize later that this is her brother's like friend who actually lives across the hall and he's at the wrong door. So her brother's like, let him in. It's my friend. I need you to help him. She like drags him inside, super annoyed by the whole situation of this drunk person he keeps calling her Rebecca and apologizing, or oh, Rebecca, Rachel. See, I even read this recently, and I forget her name. <laughs> keeps calling her Rachel, keeps apologizing, and she's just like, yeah, I don't know who Rachel is. Just go to bed. So the next morning, he she wakes up, and he's, like, staring at her, and he's all annoyed because he doesn't know where his phone is, his keys or anything, and she's like, I helped you. Why are you being so rude? So it's nice to say they don't get off on a good start. Goes across to his apartment. She's like, thank God he's out of my situation. Her brother comes home. And then she finds out that they're good buddies. And they get together for game nights and all these other things. And she's like, God, I hate this guy already. Why is he, like, in my head? And me, personally, I love an enemies to lovers. So I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Door, the drama, I just know what's going to happen. Except (laughs) the book keeps flipping from what's going on currently to what happened in Miles' past. Mm. Yes, yes. Yes, wait, okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. So basically, wait, like, just even, like, hitting fast forward, because in my opinion, there's a huge chunk where, like, you kind of could, like, hit fast forward. It's a lot of, like, okay, we don't like each other, but there's obviously a sexual tension here. Yes. Hello, welcome to a Colleen Hoover novel. <laughs> here we are. Exactly. Um, so it's like, to be expected, when I chose this book, it was, like, I, I thought, easy read. Because to yes. me, I don't even mean that in an assaulting way. I mean easy read as in, like, it was it was good to go through you know what I mean like you didn't want to put it down you wanted to see what happened next Mm -hmm. like you I expect that of Colleen Hoover and I'm sure that those are like big shoes to fill every time you have to write a book yes but that's what I expected of her and um I don't know I don't know if I'm a friend like I guess that is a trope like enemies to lovers but I'm not like a rom-com person and you are I am that's a good trope so I know it's a thing and I can't yeah. say whether I like it or not. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. They're like, not. I would say that they're not true to tropes. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be. But they're not, not really saying, like okay, I'm enemies. Not giving my, like, final, yeah, I'm not giving my like final view because it's yeah. definitely my final view is is not that I 
is not that I don't like it. Can you tell yeah. which which half of us is the big half? Like, <laughs> but brother's um, best friend is a trope, and that's definitely what this is. Okay, 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 okay. So basically, like, there's a large chunk of this book. Like, you know, you have the beginning part where you're learning yeah. about this girl. You're learning that her brother and this guy both are pilots. Um, so she moves to this new city. She's living with her brother. She's a nurse. She's so busy that she doesn't really have time for love. And this guy is like guarded, doesn't really want to talk about a past or a future. So they both are just like, well, there's the sexual tension, like, you know, what's it going to hurt? You know, the fucking nerve that these people think. Have they not seen every movie? I know. Do not like. Right. Um, friends with benefits. Like, oh, friends with benefits always works out great. People never get involved. Like it's just so goofy. But here we are again. We knew what we were getting into here. Right. So and those are the two rules. So I feel like that's a good thing to hit is like he's Tate or Miles says, never ask about the past and don't expect a future. And those are like the rules that they set up. And so then obviously oh my God. Like, the I'm whole thing centers around so <laughs> The whole thing around if, you know, what the heck happened in his past that he would say that and why doesn't he think he's going <laughs> to expect a future? Yeah. And, you know, like you said, they enter into uh, this friends with benefits situation, although they're strangers with benefits, basically. Um, and oh, my it's God. Like, you know. And it gets very porny. It gets very porny. <laughs> Like these there's words, a lot smut, of, Lana. Um, smut. Okay, porny smut. Okay, again, we are from different. Wor- <laughs> I don't want to say different worlds. I got we into like different books, different different genres. I do feel like I push myself to be more of a like voracious reader, having become a redhead. Like shout out to the Redheads podcast for being inspo for like everything I read and this podcast. <laughs> but there like. You go. I mean, shout out to my inspo, Jackie Ashe, and the gals. <laughs> um, yeah, again, I'm obviously the big one. But this is not normally my genre of choice. That being said, redheads and just, like, looking at other people and I respect their opinions of books. And they're like, oh, I really like this. I give it a three and a half, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out type of thing. So I, I did... I'm, I'm not going to give my final thoughts on it again yet, but I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it, but okay. the whole like enemies hating each other. You're just like, why don't you just fucking be friends? Like, again, this is like the hippie stoner in me, but like <laughs> you guys are like, I'll just get along. Okay. Okay. I guess we got to finish the recap part. Like, let's just finish the recap part. I know we, like, don't want to talk about the sad part, but, like, we have to finish the recap by talking about yeah. the fact that after the all the porny back and forth where you're just, like, are my eyes just going to glaze over because I swear to God I just read a sex scene 17 times ago? Or... <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Am I grabbing my vibrator because this is a hot scene? Like, which is it? Am I just... I'm option two, by the way. (laughs) Like, I'm just... Like, you're reading pornography. And you're like, oh my god. Well, gotta do it. It's work. Gotta finish reading this. Gotta finish this book for the podcast. Give people what they want. It was steamy. And yet, at the same fucking time you're like so annoyed with the dynamic of these two characters where you're so just annoyed like, <sighs> i was really annoyed with you think they're definitely gonna end up together like for sure because that's not always a colleen hoover novel and it's not always to be expected you don't know and mm-hmm. so like again spoiler alert we're going to talk about the ending turns out this thing that he's holding in this whole time you're like thinking that it's like oh like some girl broke his heart you know left him yes yeah like you're thinking some too. girl left him at yep. the altar or something like that and yes like i don't believe in marriage committee yeah 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 it's so much deeper than that and like ugh, it literally as a mom like gives me so much cringe to even talk about but yeah there's this huge story underlying all of it again we're going from past to present a lot and the past 
is that this kid is a teenager, falls in love with the new girl at school. He happens to be in the office, walks her to class. They have this adorable little love story. He walks her to Mr. Clayton's class and he's just like, I'm going to have babies with that girl someday. You know, like he's like, that's it. She is, you know, like my ride or die. Ends up finding out that his dad's dating this woman's mom. It's just like such a twisty twist. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how, like, what are the chances that again, it's a book for a reason? It's called fiction, it's entertainment. Like, we're suspending reality here, if you will, of like, what are the chances? <laughs> right. So, the norm. Of course, of course, the chances are that this guy's dad was like, um hooking up with at least from this character's point of view miles point of view um his dad was hooking up with this woman while his mom was dying of cancer so yeah that was a big realize why they move no and and for a long time they don't talk about it yeah you're like we're just not going to talk about this like what do you mean like this is kind of a big deal kind of a big deal so that was a weird part of the story um flash forward you know he doesn't say anything to his dad I literally don't know how you couldn't like my tongue would literally be like uh, bleeding from bite being bitten so fucking hard but doesn't say anything to his dad this girl Rachel moves in this girl he's so in love with like moves into his house so now he's like oh my god and not in love you're in high school it's an infatuation he doesn't know her yet but he moves in with her and or she moves in with his family like in this house he's ignoring his this huge part of himself where he realizes like wow my dad is just a flawed human like (laughs) which is like that's a young age, in my opinion, to realize your parents are, are flawed human. Yeah. Like, especially if he's already lost his mom. Yeah. Like, it's like, damn, like, I needed you. And like, that's what was going on behind the scenes. So. Right. Mom was dying and you were stripping this lady in Arizona. Yeah. 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 So that was all going on behind the scenes. And before I like forget to include it you don't know until like toward the end that that wasn't the case. His dad basically was like, I didn't tell you this because I didn't want to get into it. But like me and your mom, we weren't really together. Like we had separated, like it was a whole thing. Yeah. So he's like, wow, I was holding this against you for so long. Like, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. Which miscommunication, the human um existence miscommunication like just we could all love each other and understand each other if we actually just talk to each other like for real um awful just awful (laughs) you felt that way about your dad for so long and like the missed time you have but um regardless so these two are teenagers and they start canoodling with each other (laughs) in their house behind their parents back like imagine the excitement but also like do you feel weird or like not weird because like, it's not your sister it's not your sister it's your it's gonna be your stepsister but like it is weird yeah and they obviously know it's weird because they're sneaking back back like go away yeah, for the weekend and they lie that or are they sneaking because they believe the lie because they were like fuck them for like doing this behind my mom's back do you know what I mean like do you think that would have changed how he was with Rachel if that was the case maybe a little I think it's probably both like I think it's for sure that the parents would think it's weird but also that um yeah that they're mad at their parents for the whole situation you like, know, I wonder what like an been... Edward Cullen situation where, like, the adopted kids are <laughs> made together under the house. Yeah, I know. Like, I wonder. I just wonder if he might have been more honest, but he was immediately closed off from his dad once he, in his mind, put two and two together. And he's like, wait a second, this timeline doesn't match. Like, you were going against mom. And, like, why would he yeah. want to be honest with his dad? Like, if he didn't feel that way, maybe he would have been like, 
um, dad, like, I know you just met this woman in town, but he knew that wasn't the case. Right. Um, but like, Hey, I know you just met this woman, but like, I, you know, a funny story. I met her daughter and I'm kind of into her, you know, yeah. <laughs> like maybe he could have been honest, but I don't feel like he wanted to be. And I feel like he was lonely and he was hurting, obviously with his mom gone, he's hurting from the actions he thought his dad was making, you know, against his mom. And he's hooking up with this girl and, you know, <laughs> what happens when two youngins are hooking up and, and not using protection, guess what? Rachel gets pregnant. So the most heartwarming story, like, you know, these parents come to obviously find out there's only so long you can hide a pregnancy. So these parents find out they're obviously not happy, but they're like, okay, we love you guys. We'll support you guys. Um, Turns out it's a boy. They don't find out till the day he's born. He's beautiful. He's perfect. Um, and Miles tells her his name's Clayton, you know, names him after the classroom that he walked her to. And you're like, what a gorgeous name. What a gorgeous reason. And it's just like a tearjerker. And you're just like, what the fuck's going to happen here? Right. Because and you're just hard like foreboding. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even like, I don't even, I'm going to let you talk about it because first off, I said yeah. you were going to do the recap because <laughs> you read it more, but now, like, as I'm talking about it, it's yeah. helping me remember. Yeah, into your it. head, for sure. Um, because you're like, damn, I just feel like with any rom-com book, at least for me, again, because it's not my genre of choice, it always feels very, like, surface level, and a lot of the time, that's why I choose it, because, like, I might have just finished a really heavy book about, like, the Great Depression, and I'm like, I want a meet-cute, like, I want something cozy and like, I know that there's hopefully a happy ending somewhere. Um, So sometimes you need a happy ending. Like it's a dark shitty world and like, yeah, it's, it's just what you need. So yeah, I think this, this book ended up having a happy ending, but it got really dark and I'll let you take the the wheel. Oh God. Pun not intended. I know. Oh God. (laughs) I know. Because oh, yeah. I have a dark oh. sense of humor. Oh, um, yes. So, so they have Clayton, and you're like, in, in, right in in the past tense, you're like, this is such a beautiful story, and the, the family's all coming together, and the parents seem kind of forgiving, and but then you have to remember that like, it's going into the past and in the future. As far as we can tell, there is no, you know there's no child in Rachel. So like what happened? So you basically find out that the day that they're leaving the hospital, they get into a car accident. The car goes over a bridge into some sort of water and um, miles, Rachel and Clayton all are going underwater. And it's that super dramatic scene in the movie. And you're trying to kick out and those seatbelts aren't open. Mm people come to help them and you know Rachel won't leave the baby Miles has to yank her out of the car someone yanks him out of the car and they can't get to Clayton and you just I was bawling reading it oh my god it was just gut-wrenching and I mean, I would assume that you would feel this way, even if you didn't have a child, but just the thought yeah. of, of it is like, what the F and, and as the story is being told, it's one of the few parts in the book that's told from Miles' perspective. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like a lot of the flashbacks are obviously they're all Miles' yeah. perspective flashbacks. Um, but it was one of the the few parts that you like really felt it like you felt like you were in the car in his shoes like it was so so descriptive that you're like yeah I mean the sex scenes were very descriptive too <laughs> just to light in this moment like yes you got the descriptions great but <laughs> um you're like it's just too much like and the part where you know he's trying to help her basically just because it makes sense like it's almost like hey we got to move you to get it's like when people are on an elevator right like well you got to get you off the elevator to get somebody else on like yeah 
he was trying to get her clear her out of the way to get Clayton and she's so busy fighting to get the baby because she's hysterical and like who's to say how you act in a situation like this right um it's it's just awful like I don't even know I it's hard again I'm talking about a fictional character but me personally and I'm only gonna say this because this person is a fictional character this whole time like she's yelling at him like save him like don't touch me save him and again we explained the logic of why he saved her but even after this happened um like she really put it on him that like no you should have saved him yeah like it's your fault like without actually saying the words it's your fault like did everything to show that she felt as such right um and that's where we learn that that's where the title and everything comes into play because you're like what is it ugly love and that's that's where the turn happens because every time and that's why I was like the whole time reading the book I was wondering like when is it because he's so sweet and like hopeful and he's so Mm -hmm. in love with her through every time of his POVs and then this happens and you see that he's just like devastated and he knows that she's devastated and he's so focused on trying to make her happy and she's so angry and Mm -hmm. you just watch that thing that was so sweet and hopeful and their bright future and all those things just come crashing down because Rachel blames him um, and she just can't deal and she just shuts him out. We'll circle back to like the cover art and like the idea of like ugly love. Um, but I guess like what let's finish off like how, how it ended. We're very close to the end here. Yeah. So you find out that that's what happens. Basically they go back to their, their home all together and their weird nuclear family and um, he thinks that, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get through it because they love each other. And Rachel and her mom basically, like, leave in the night. They leave a note. And she's just like, I can't do this. I'm uh. too upset, you know, whatever. And so then you realize, and because also Rachel's mom is leaving, Miles, both of them are leaving and heartbroken. And he feels like, it's all his fault and everybody's kind of putting it in that way. And you realize that like, he's going through the same thing. Like, and I know like as a mom, like people can see things differently, but like he also lost his child and Mm. now he lost Rachel and now his dad's mad at him. And it just like, just to be completely isolated and alone and then dealing with the worst thing that's ever happened to you at that age. um, He just feels like, he doesn't ever want that again. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to love anybody. doesn't want anything like that because it just puts you at risk for the devastation, the ugly love. Um, uh-huh. And his friend who we haven't like mentioned, but he has a friend that's also a pilot with them. Ian, Ian has known him this entire time. He went through all of that with him. So he's seeing miles in current day. And he's like, you need to, you know, move on. I see the way you and Tate look at each other, like, just be happy, just, you know, whatever. And he just can't. And they're doing, you know, him and Tate are going on more. They're doing more than just having sex. She goes with him to help pick out curtains and stuff. Oh, my God. That was the most eye roll part of it. Okay. So, (laughs) So, wait, let's, let's, we've literally dragged, like, I'm. Okay, the intention, I swear to God, was, like, just to, like, give you guys the most recap, but we don't know how to fucking <laughs> not talk to each other during a recap. So, I guess This is not recap, Cliff Notes. Yeah, like, I guess our recap is a, like, beautiful blend of our opinions, although, like, okay, so wait. So, basically, the end is, like, you know, we're going in those point of view. So, like, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, toward the end, we find out this is this fucking terrible, awful thing. So this is like the last chunk that we see of his past before it goes all present the rest of the book. Yeah. So like this little chunk and you're like, damn, like you're just, again, you're sitting here this whole time waiting for it to be like, oh, his college sweetheart, you know, fucked his best friend. And so now he doesn't (laughs) want to have a girlfriend anymore. I have to to lighten this up. Like I can't talk about dead babies anymore. Like it's too much. And the fact that I said this dead babies on my first podcast, (laughs) 
Fuck. Downer. We're not going to no, get but... sponsored by Pampers. Fuck. Oh, true. That's a good thing that I'm not having any more kids. So that's good. I don't need any more. Sorry, Pampers. Okay. But, um, yeah, no. So, anyways, like, we find out this terrible, awful, and it makes me regret, like, a third of my eye rolls for like the corniness yes. of some of these books. Cause you're like, yes. Oh, the back and forth. Oh, he hates me. He hates me. And you're annoyed like with Tate, you know, seemingly yeah. Tate and miles are the main characters. Tate, when you're in the present, you're hearing from her and she's this nurse and she's so busy. She's also going to school cause she's a boss bitch. She wants to be like writing scripts. Like she wants to be, a, I'm sorry. Like I might get these terms wrong. So I don't know them, but like, she she's moving up in the medical field right like and so this is like in her mind a perfect relationship but like you can't keep it light with the guy whose apartment is literally across the hall and he's friends with your brother it's like this forbidden fruit because you know you're not supposed to be hacking up with your brother's friend but also um you know he's just sexy as fuck so you're like well how do I not right mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah, like, the way they describe him, like, you know, like, I had a vision of what I wanted in my head, and mm-hmm. it was, it was a good vision, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, they describe this guy great, and you're like, okay, but you're also so annoyed with him, and it's, like, so weird, like, she goes in his apartment, and there's no pictures, and he's like, yeah, I've, I've lived here for how long, and you're like, uh, are you a serial killer, like, uh-huh. what? Yeah, no, he's not even moved into it, right? Yeah, but, like, it made sense a little bit more. Like, she's a, like, he's a pilot, and it became this thing where they cared about each other because, you know, oh, my gosh, this plane went down, and, you know, he cares about her. Like, he would make this a point to say, I don't want a relationship, but then he'd show he cares about her. Long story short, (laughs) as Taylor Swift would say, um, he was actually the right guy, apparently, but he he needed to go find closure with Rachel, and that's what he did. He went and saw, you know, that she's she's okay, and I think it. She was also happy because it show it had a little chunk of the story that was showed from her point of view. Yeah, that it, it did take her that long to find forgiveness, yeah. and yeah, I mean that was a good part of the book and. It's hard because um, I guess we could, we've obviously shared our, our thoughts about it so far. So <laughs> I, I guess we don't have to like really go yeah. into that specifically. Like my thoughts and your thoughts, we've been doing that. But going back to that, like ugly love, like the cover, like it just, yeah, it goes with it. It's like drowning in the water and like, it's literally the car, but also like this feeling of when love turns ugly, like you could, have such strong feelings for somebody and like one thing one moment can change it forever Mm -hmm. and it's it's easy to do to like just I don't know it's easy to do like one of two things either crawl in a hole or just like find something to distract you something or someone else to distract you you know and this guy's like I'm just gonna work as many fucking hours as I can I'm gonna bust my ass I'm gonna become a captain which you know she knew was a big deal that was another thing like he got this raise so he's like making money making moves and he's like humble about it and good in the bedroom and I'm like you know he's got all these things going for him except for the fact that he's like I just can't. I just can't do it. And you're like, oh my God. Right. No, and I wanted to of times because it's just like she's like dickmatized. Because he's being so like just rude and like she's just accepting whatever scraps he throws at her. Obviously. Were they living in San Francisco, right? Potentially. I don't know. Right? Like, I think she moved. Okay. I only remember this because I used to live in San Diego. So she lived in San Diego. She was talking about parts, and I'm like, I know the gaslight, <laughs> the <laughs> gas lamp quarter. Um, so she was talking about parts, and I'm like, I know there. But she moved from there to San Francisco, and I'm like, honey, you are a sexy ass one. 
in the city, like you don't think you could find somebody on a dating app or something like why, why? Like, it's like she was trying to self-sabotage. Like you're hooking up with this guy in your apartment. You're like, Oh my God, my brother came in and saw us. So, you know, of course that was another part of the storyline. Like there's for being like this mushy, like, I don't want to call it like a rom-com, but like, it had so many layers that you're like, oh yeah, then there's this layer. Then there's like this layer of like, you shouldn't be hooking up with my friend, which I just feel felt personally, like was really childish. I'm like you're adults. Like this isn't high school. I don't yeah. know. That's, I, I will say like, that's a trope. And so it's like, it's a big thing in like romance. It's another thing where, yeah, that's like a hooking just, up with your brother's friend. It's a thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, I and, literally just, let me crawl out from my rock that I've been living under. Yeah. There's a, no, I just read a trilogy and that was like the same, like one of them is the same thing. Like best friend's brother or brother's best okay. friend. I was like the oldest the sibling. The brother's so, always man. Okay. I, I like oldest with my brothers. Like I have one older sister, but like, with my brothers, it's like I never had an older brother, so I didn't like have older brother friends, or maybe, yeah, maybe that would be like a hot thing, but like I never had that. Yeah, I, I always thought that would be cool to have like an older brother just like have my fucking back because I was like bullied in high school, but right, um, no, I didn't have that, so I don't know. <laughs> like, coming from somebody who didn't have that, it's like creepy. I just yes. say it feels well it's kind it of acting like weird. her dad when she has a dad so it feels okay let me tell you I just figured out like click click it's in my high brain I figured out why it's weird because it's like she wants her brother to get jealous like why you want your brother to get jealous it's so weird Am I wrong? I'm I don't like, think not, to be jealous. I'm not I any, think no. I'm not shaming anybody's tropes, by the way, or fetishes, or kinks, or literally anything. Like, do you? I think she wants her brother and her parents to like stop treating her like a child, and that's more of it. Of like, yeah, true, I but am. it's like she kind side. of wanted to get caught in certain circumstances, and you're like, yeah. what's that about? You know, I, I don't the know. The whole thing revolved around her. She kept like. Miles kept like saying this happened once in high school remember like it happened yes. before and then it yeah. never happened again and then like what the that literally the second you move back in with your brother it happens with the first guy who's on the doorstep literally this guy was on your doorstep and you're like that'll do like <laughs> he's here yeah and so like it ties all the way back this beginning to the end that like the first thing this guy says is like Rachel and like here we are Rachel is the one to fix it all and um I need you to refresh me on how it ended like I know it ended in like a happy way but like yeah when they so, together so they finds the brother finds it out he's super angry they have a big her and Miles have a big altercation of him being like I told you not to you know in love with me and not to want a future like I can't do this whatever and she's finally like fuck you I'm out and she gets her own apartment because like we said she's a boss ass bitch she moves out the brother helps move her out his friends help move her out and um you know she gets into her new place and now because she's not seeing miles she's working crazy hours she's nothing to do with them and you know you've got their friends Ian trying to talk miles into her and finally, he goes to Rachel, he gets that closure that he needed, and goes back to win her, basically. And, you know, shows up at her apartment, at the door, sitting or whatever, just as the way that they met in typical romantic mm-hmm. fashion, that it's got to be the same way they met. Um And basically to apologize and to explain everything and to tell her you know the truth and even in that though he's still like you know I want to tell you all these things everything and just I don't know if it's just like me and my age where I'm like had this boy just gone to therapy none of this would have happened but also (laughs) like like, him communication 
Oh my God. Like that's a whole nother episode. Like that's, that's going to be an episode (laughs) we add for a future Patreon. Which is also a romance trope. Right. Like reasons why you need to like, everyone needs to go to therapy, but. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Reasons everyone needs therapy. Oh my God. Everybody send us your best advice from therapy. The best thing a therapist has ever told you. Ooh, I would love that just for like my own personal. Right. The best advice or like the craziest thing a therapist has ever said to you. Like I would enjoy any, um, but yeah, to like, I swear to God, we are like 40 minutes into this podcast and I really hope whoever's listening just is somebody who needs podcast content because like I'm one of those people who like I need more content. So I hope that you just enjoy long ass like content. And if you don't, um, I will put in the show notes at what point this recap section ends. <laughs> just in case you really want to know. So um, much for cliff notes so much for cliff notes like because you know we do our own thing like we had a general outline of what we wanted but we vibe with the vibe like that's what happens when like one of you is baked um (laughs) but like it's wine drug yeah no I just think it's like just the the cover and ugly love and just the fact that like one thing can change something that was so beautiful and and it's it is sad like it is a taylor swift song right like even just him yes. showing up is like please see how you get the girl um like yes all you had like, to do was stay all you had to do was stay like oh my god it's beautiful so simple. tragic love affair there's so <laughs> many ronin <laughs> so my guy i can't i literally can't listen to ronin did you like Same. the way the chapters alternated between past and present i did but I will in say this book and in general, I'm curious. So I do. I like POV. It's in a lot of romance and things that I read. I prefer POV because it kind of gives you another perspective. Um, but what I will say is like you, there was some of the beginnings where he's just like, he's so obsessed with Rachel in the beginning. And it's just Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. And like, he says it so many times and you're like, Okay, this is annoying. This is easier. I'm rolling my eyes. And then mm-hmm. as it gets into the situation, everything, like you said, I kind of am like, oh, I feel bad for being annoyed at that or, you know, wondering it's so dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, like, what did Rachel possibly do? And then you, you know, obviously know it's horrific what happens. Um, but I generally like it. It was weird that it was like normally the ones I would read are in they're at least in the same time frame. So it was interesting mm-hmm. that it was going so far back in the past. Um, but I liked it because I, I like getting multiple points of view and not just, you know, the, the main character tape. Yeah. I don't know. Like it depends on which book I'm reading. I think I'm more prone to like a journey to go from start to finish Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just because I really read a really good book, which, like, I'll recap later. But I just really, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's nice seeing a story from beginning to end. But I understand that with this book, like, it wouldn't have really worked because you would (laughs) have that annoyance that somehow kept you turning the page to be like, so what the fuck is it? What is the situation? What is this guy's deal? When is he going to break? Because, you know, you obviously know, like, this guy is going to break eventually and be like, okay, fine, I love you. Because that's what happens, right? Yeah. But you're just not expecting it to to literally fall in love with this little baby named Clayton and then have him ripped away from you personally as a reader. And for that, like, uh, I don't know. That's not cool. I just, I hated that part, but I also read other Colleen Hoover books where you're like, oh my God, like Verity was like, oh my God, like, but yeah, my sister said the same thing. Yeah. (sighs) It's just a lot, but okay. So my other, I have a couple more questions for you because like, I mean, we've filled our time just talking (laughs) about this, but who is your favorite character and your least favorite character? And I where I won't interrupt you this time okay well the least favorite character I feel like is low-hanging fruit but Dylan um boy Dylan is my Mm. least favorite character which we didn't even talk about and that's fine he gets like a sentence 
That's a true, but like a married that guy is what trying to get into Tate's, right? Married guy trying to get in Tate's pants the whole time. Another he, pilot. Yeah, he makes already broke not kinda, interrupting you rule, but okay. <laughs> he makes sure. Miles kind of step up and be like a little possessive in in like no, you're not, get away from her, like, why don't you go into my, you know, my Another apartment. Another guy and... to get him jealous. <laughs> yes, very much. Um, in my favorite, I mean, Tate's my favorite, but I was still annoyed with her when <laughs> we're getting towards the end. But I feel like it's also, like, I forget their age, too. I mean, she's much um, older, like, you know, that she's a nurse and stuff, but we've all been there. We have all, I feel like that's our problem sometimes is you think that you can fix somebody or it's like, you're hearing what you want to hear or you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like, very clearly, I don't want a relationship. I can't fall in love. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you hang out with me a lot, you're totally going to change your mind. No, it's like <laughs> the chronic issue of thinking that you're the exception to the rule. Like there's a reason yes. this is called, there's a reason this is called fiction like they might as well call it fantasy because like I'm sorry no I really that's not the norm I don't I also just like don't believe in the exception to the rule it 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 might happen here and there but like it's just not a thing no for the most part it doesn't if someone tells you one thing like you have to take them at what they're saying what they're doing yeah yeah, no, I definitely lost my train of thought of like where I was going with <laughs> least but, and most favorite. Uh, with Tate. So it's funny because she's your favorite, but I honestly was gonna say she's my least favorite. <gasps> like Dylan's obviously just like a douchebag, but like I, he's such a douchebag that, like you said, we didn't even mention him because he's like so irrelevant Tate because I was just like bitch stand up for yourself like you Mm -hmm. lived in a big city you moved yourself to another big city like you're going to school you have this really cool apartment because your brother is a pilot and he's barely ever there like honestly again you didn't even have to date his very difficult friend you know or better yet this girl's sitting here like and because you get her inner monologue where she's like, yeah, but that's not what I was thinking. You know, like he'd say yeah. something and she's like, so why do I feel this way? Like she knew her feelings were growing for him and she didn't say anything. Yeah. Which again goes back to the very beginning where I said, how the fuck dare they? Who do they think they are? Like thinking that they're like, yeah. Again, the exception to the rule. Like we can just fuck and it'll be fine. And like, we won't grow feelings. Like one of you will. And it's like this Somebody girl knew she always does, right? And it's like I was breaking the rule, and it's like, okay, like, yeah. I don't know. No, every single one of those movies, who do these people think they are? I think she just even thinks like, you could have found somebody hot. You could have found a hot doctor, like or whatever. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be this guy? Or like, yeah. better yet, if you really wanted it to be this guy, why didn't you find a hot doctor? And, like, date him and, like, oh, hey, you know, have your brother casually mention it to his friend. Like, oh, yeah, she right. went on a date with this, uh, you know, yeah, cardiologist the other right. day. You're yeah. like, well, wait, uh, maybe uh, maybe I should pick this maybe girl up before way. she's not available. Right. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like she was squandering her chances. Like, she, she knew that this was a booty call situation, but she's like, but it's such a convenient booty call situation that she was like, I'm only going to be faithful to you and therefore started having feelings. So whatever mm. the case may be, like, she broke the rules. She knew what the situation was. Like, so in my opinion, she was my least favorite character, which was hard to read the book from like half of the book being her view and she's my least favorite character (laughs) and I'll tell you who my favorite character is and we haven't even talked about him yet and you're gonna love it who is Pap Pap you know what that's a really good choice I wish I would have picked that Oh my god. So Cap is the guy who lives he um he lives in the building that these pilots like it's like a pilot lived in building, right? Like this high rise in San Francisco. These guys live there when they're in town. And this guy Cap, he calls himself Cap and she's like, Oh, you were a captain? He's never actually like flown. 
which is just um, adorable. But he calls himself that. But he's the doorman at the building, and he's like eighty something, or he's just like mm-hmm. he's he's up there, right? Like his wife passed away, and he spends a lot of time in the lobby, and he becomes this person that Tate befriends. And you know what? I give her a couple of points for this part because like, that's who I would be if I lived in this building. Like I'm yes. going to go bring like <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs to cap, you know? Yeah. Cause he's so nice. Him. He's like our first friend. Yeah. Like he's a captive audience. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And I love it. So yeah. They reveal that. Like, cause you think it's been Tate this whole time and he's trying to give her advice and he's trying to slowly kind of nudge her to miles. And then you learn that the whole time too, cause they never reveal it because they're not showing miles in current time, but like he's really close with cap too. And cap's been doing the same thing with him and he, you know, they talk and he's actually known miles, you know, his whole life basically. Cause his mm-hmm. parents used to live in the building and I just, that's such a, this is such a good choice, Lana. He really <laughs> is the best character. I really so think ways. your answer one. Um, Cause he's just a cute supporting character. Like, yeah. like I would and, read a short story about caps, like life. And that's how it ended to remind you of that. Because I did like refresh myself a little bit right before we read, I read like the last chapter again. I didn't get to that blog, but it reminded me that part of the ending when he was like with Tate, like they're together now, they've been officially dating for six months. He wakes her up and he's like, we're going to go for a flight. And she's like, oh, why are you waking yeah. me up early? And it's because they're taking Cap on his first flight and he's ever flown before. So that was like a really sweet way to end a book that literally shredded my heart. Like yeah. R.I.P. Clayton. So it was just like <laughs> That's really going to be the cute. episode title. R.I.P. Oh my God. R.I.P. Clayton. God. For me, I would give this book a three and a half stars. Because I would recommend it. It was a good read. It was a quick read, entertaining read. I wanted to know what happened next. The story kept flowing. Um, there were parts for me personally, like, like I don't like reading, like, sex scenes. It's so insane. Like, I know people love it. <laughs> but, like, for me, I'm like, like, porn's there for a reason. Like, <laughs> visual <laughs> I don't know I'm just like I don't I don't know like anyways so I had it's not for me right like it's just like sometimes like I get like oh that's hot that's hot and then I'm like okay my eyes start glazing over and like whatever so that's why I gave it like that's like a, a literally lost a star for like too much sex scenes but that might if that's for you that might be adding four stars like because if that's your thing that is for you um either way i wouldn't regret reading it i loved how it ended i loved that it wasn't just a surface level book and there was a lot of layers to it yeah i would give it i'd probably give it four i'm like a little more giving with stars and stuff um but because I laugh every time we look on Goodreads and I like I see all these people really like giving like real critiques and I'm mm-hmm. just like I finished it I don't want the author to see this five stars <laughs> like, like I'm like the I'm like the person in like the restaurant to go up though that's the other I totally agree up. with you but like I'm that person at the restaurant that they like fucked up my meal and I'm like I'm not saying anything to you Needy leaks, you said what you said. You said what you said, okay? Like, four stars is four stars. You don't have to explain it if that's how you No, I'm just, like, laughing. No, but so I I liked it. I I mean, obviously, I feel like the title warns you that it's going to be depressing. Um, So it wasn't like I wasn't prepared. I liked it a little bit more. Does it or did I just always assume that it would just be, like, lighthearted? I think because it was like ugly love I, and knowing Ugh. that it's Colleen Hoover and there's like you know it ends with us and oh, you know, these other books true. it ends with us that's a I was that's I was kind of expecting it to be like upsetting so yeah like I I would recommend it too but like I wouldn't read it again it's not something that like I ever want to oh dear god no dead babies or anything like that ever again no. so you know no um, no 
but no. I love some smut. Um, in my opinion, well, it's not a smutty book though. Like it had smut in it, but it's not a smutty book. Like I would read a whole book of smut. That's the difference between you and I. <laughs> so Listen, you know, it's. I'm guessing it's, that might be your recommendation. So before no. You- <laughs> Well, before you give me, like, next month's pick, because, oh, no, I'm sorry. We have a whole nother segment before that. Like, I really hope people love hearing us talk. If they don't, they're probably fucking gone by now. But anyways. You think um, the, like, recap ends at this time. So here's the thing. When I was posting on our Instagram, if you don't follow us on Instagram, give us a follow. Half-Baked Book Club on Instagram but I was posting about this and I posted like hashtag ugly love and when I was typing it it was like ugly love movie so I was like okay hashtag ugly love movie and then I clicked it and then I was like oh my god like when I saw the guy like my eyes are watering and I don't know what that's a physical reaction like I'm embarrassed I'm like blushing I'm like Getting physically hot. I need <laughs> Dylan. And I'm not even looking at this guy right now. But I need you to Google, like, the guy who they cast to play Miles. Okay? okay. I don't even know who they cast to play anybody else. But if you guys... I didn't know it was seen... being made into a movie. So I'm excited. Neither did I. But that's the thing. Like, when I was typing up the hashtag, I was like, oh, movie. Hmm. Like, I didn't even do any research further than seeing how fucking hot this guy is. But I'm going to do some more research and be like, well, who's playing Tate? Don't care. Just care about Miles. But I'll look into whatever else is going on. Because I'll definitely go see this movie. Like, we'll have to go see it together. Oh, for sure. Okay. All right. Let's see. So- oh, Jesus. Oh, my oh. God. Who is this guy? Okay, so his name is Nick Bateman. Yeah, I don't know who oh, he is. Like, wait, is he is. relative to the other He's Bateman? fine, fine. No. Ooh, he is fine, fine. Oh, my he God. Fine, I'm sorry fine. if my husband was. I know. He is married and has a child. We are also. Um, and now yes, that I'm looking same. at this, like, I see that I'm seeing all these IMD. He's definitely been in a Christmas with, like, Hallmark movie I've seen. <laughs> He looks like a Hallmark movie guy, but no, like perfect casting, just very hot. Yeah, um, the brown hair, the stubble. Oh yeah, he can totally play this. I'd yeah. be curious though, because for me, and like what I'm looking at, it looks like he's only kind of done that kind of like Hallmark lower level film where this would be like a much larger thing. So I'll be curious to see like yeah. when it gets like, it's not just like the grumpy next door neighbor. Like it's a tragic thing that would require like serious acting, which is I'm sure the scene that they made them read to, you know, end up. Yeah. As and if, for this. if this movie does well and he does well in his role, like this could potentially put him on the map, but yeah, I can't look at the picture anymore. Like, cause one of us has to say, I mean, now who's the one who's like a little bit high. Right. I mean, I know, the... yeah. I, it's a little droll. Not going to lie. He is very oh hot. God. Oh God. All right. All right. I'm turning it off. There's like a thing where he's like biting his lip. All right, sir. Oh, it's too <laughs> much. So- <laughs> Speaking of biting his lip, we are on to <laughs> the very last segment. I thought you like you never thought we'd get here, but we're on to our last segment. Um, I was gonna tell you a little bit about ourselves, but I'm not even gonna do that. Like I'm gonna say, if you guys want to know more about us, like go ahead and give us a follow on our Instagrams. It's tagged in the bio of our, our podcast Instagram, um, so you can give us a follow and send us a DM ask us your questions, tell us your feedback. Like we want to hear all of it. And like, yeah, just let us know. Let us know if you actually give a shit and want us to tell you about ourselves. Like we're just like moms, like doing our thing. We both have our own businesses. Um, you know, like I could get into how we met, but I'll save that for like next episode. Cause I think that'll be like a fun segment. Yeah. Um, and we'll try to like, cute. 
yeah, we'll try. We'll talk about our friendship meet cute and our Taylor Swift obsession next time. But until then, like, I really want to keep going on this sexy ass Nick Bateman vibe and go into our very last segment um, called side piece. Like, and so, like, what are we doing on the side of this book, like, content wise? What are we watching? What else are we reading? We're in another book club, and we're reading. Well, we're going to start The Nightingale. I have not started it yet. Yes, I haven't um, either, but I will. But I will. But what I'm reading right now is um, it's the beginning of, like, a series, and it's called Guild. And it's, like, it's called the Plated Prisoner series. And it's basically a retelling of Midas, like King Midas with the gold touch. Okay. Um Because I've been – this other club that I'm in does a lot of, like, Greek – god retellings like there's Hades and Persephone all of those different ones and they're very interesting so this one is a Midas retelling um I'm almost done with this like first book it is it has a lot of smut and a lot of fantasy if you like fantasy I would recommend it if you don't like smut oh. like Lonnie I would not recommend you to read this but there are fantasy books I would totally recommend you to read for, like, if you loved Harry Potter as a kid, you might Listen, like this. That is the point of, like, this book club, though, is, like, pushing you outside your comfort zone. Because I yeah. can go to the store and pick up and read whatever book. But if you're going to tell me, hey, we're going to read this fantasy porno book, then <laughs> now I guess I have to read about Hercules and <laughs> his big dong or whatever. Like, you're making me read about, I guess. Listen, I promise you, there was a book last year that was like all over tiktok that was called ice planet barbarians that i did not read it but everybody was talking about it and it was like the most popular thing during quarantine (laughs) and it's basically like um like a monster alien thing and his giant you know what like coming down and i was just like and people are obsessed and like the photo is very weird and i was just like this is not my thing like monster Mm. things things with tentacles that's not my kink (laughs) it's gonna be a no for me dog yeah no that's a hard pass so um so yeah so i'm in the middle anyways you're reading greek Greek yeah so i'm reading the the it's not not porn i know know. reading porn um no but it's but it's the retelling of that and then i'm also reading the this book um a touch of darkness which is the persephone retelling so i'm i'm all the greek gods this month what about you okay i've never been into that world so i am curious to venture into it like i've always wanted to read the odyssey and i just there's too many other books <laughs> like book of the month i'm like i have too many other things to get into right? the odyssey but maybe that's something I'll challenge myself with this year. Like, maybe I'll give it a try. Um, side piece. What have I been reading? The book that I read, like, I'll just say last month because, like, we're only seven days into this month. I love Goodreads, by the way. Not an ad. Could be. It'd be great. You got um, me into it. I'm so glad I do it now. It's, like, literally the best social media site out there like there's the thing I update the most (laughs) watch like I this will be this is the one last safe place from like the psychotic like serial killer like haters that I have out there they're gonna come come find me on goodreads and be like you motherfucker bitch they can't like comment right or can they I don't know you can probably send a message I don't know I've never tried but I am friends with a lot of other redheads on there, which I just love. Um, my first book I finished, so of 2022, A Flicker in the Dark. It's this book about a girl whose dad was a serial killer. Um, and yeah, like he's in prison. She hasn't talked to him since then. Like she's the one who like found his like trinkets and turned him in. Like it was just so insane. It was such a fast moving book. I'll give it to you. You look like you're interested. It was really, really good. Um, the Heart's Invisible Theories. I got this book on recommendation of hearing it from Jackie from Redhead. And I think Dana recommended it as well. It's like 570 pages, but truly just such a beautiful story. Like pretend that it's crawdads, but like instead of the back and forth timeline, 
start to finish like just a really long oh, nice. story okay. like I'm not even gonna get into it but basically just like this young gay man growing up in Ireland and like his journey and what that looked like going from um like before the like at the end of the world war is when he was born um and just it, it's a beautiful life and super interesting then I read Ugly Love, as you know, and then I just finished Reckless Girls, which was a Rachel Hawkins book. I don't know if you've read any of hers. That's on my to, to read list. Okay, so she had another book on Book of the Month Club called like The Wife Upstairs. Not sure if you read that. It was also pretty good. I just knew that I really loved that book. So I'm like, this will be good. And it was good. Um, I rated it four stars. It was like a thriller, a thriller who done it situation um they're on a deserted island literally and like it was just giving me vibes thinking about vacation and I'm like oh oh my god um so that's that I also watched that satire comedy dark thriller on Netflix the like girl in the window across the street from oh Kristen Bell is that good (laughs) yes it is good like I was reading about it in Entertainment Weekly Yeah, it's, like, the only magazine I read is Entertainment Weekly because it's really good with, like, giving you suggestions for content. And as somebody who works from home, like, I love content. Like, yeah, something to help my work days pass. Um, so I thought it was good. And I don't really know. I'm trying to enjoy the Olympics. But I'll be honest with you, it's really hard. Like, I don't find it as, fun, like, entertaining as I used to. <laughs> I um you know what I really like is hey, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Do you know who that okay. is? Familiar. Why? Tall yes. black woman yes. comedian. Amazing. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. She was on SNL. Okay. Yes. Yes, on Still? SNL. So she does I feel like she's bigger than SNL at this point. Yeah, no, bigger than SNL. But do I know Leslie Jones? Yeah, she's on like a bunch of commercials. Yes, I do. I'm just but okay. she watches it. And then does like commentary, and it is the funniest thing. It's my favorite way to like watch it. Is I Wait, watch. What it. is this again? So she like on Instagram, on like Instagram. she will, you know, it'll be like her story or whatever, and she's watching like figure skating. She's cheering for USA, but like she's giving oh. hilarious comments about like. You know, oh. they're doing some crazy flip, and she's like, I would have told that trainer to kiss my ass. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing oh, that. Like, my God, she's so funny. I feel it's like very that funny. Make the Olympics like so much more palatable because it's yes. so hard without people actually there. Like, it takes away from like that excitement. And if you don't yeah. know people, or like if it's not, you're not like into the team. Like, I like, I like, I want to watch Sean White because that's his last Olympics. But it's like from her perspective, she's looking at it and she's just realized she just realized like today that the snow is all man-made. It's not an area where it snows. And she's no, like, and it's Wait, like hard. They and it made that? Like she's just very confused. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's like so good. down. They fall down and it feels like fucking freezing cold cement. I hate going on big snow. Yeah, it's no, so... but I really haven't watched anything else. I haven't had time, like children and all of this other shit. But like yeah. Yeah, I watch so it's a it's a good thing. way to watch it because she's she's really funny, and it's just like a good recap. Like they have uh, Kevin Hart and Snoop do commentary for like the football games. And I was stuff. gonna say they're Super probably Bowl. like promoting the Super Bowl so hard. We can't Olympics wait for Snoop. Stuff. Can't yeah. wait. Isn't Kendrick Lamar too? Yes. Yeah. Which in my head, I'm like. Of course. Um, I feel like that brings us to next month's pick, and I don't even know what you chose, so you have to tell me. Okay, so I was really nice and I went through our want to read list. Oh, that's so thoughtful of you to see if we because we do, we have a bunch that are the same. Okay. So I, I I was like, all right, what's like something different? Like they haven't kind of read. So there's this book in here. There was a couple, but I picked this one because I felt like it was appropriate. So the book is called Such a Fun Age by Kylie Ooh. Reed. And yes. um, it's, I'm trying to find it here. So it's basically, um, it's a debut novel. It's like this 
page turning story about race and white privilege and set around, um, you know, this black babysitter and, you know, this predominantly like wealthy white woman that she babysits for, she babysits her child and, um, you know, she must out in public somewhere and people think she's kidnapped the child and everything that ensues and all the conversations that it brings up about race and, you know, all of those things in, in the current time. Well, um, I'm really excited for that. Like, I feel like I really didn't even know what it was about until you explained that. I just had heard recommendations, like, it's a good book, it's a good book. And it's yeah. a very memorable, it's just like a pop, like a, a cover that pops, right? Like, it's yeah, in your head. It's like purple and... Yes. Yeah. So I feel like it's, like, Ooh. timely and something different. So it's, like, a drama. There's going to be no sex is my guess. <laughs> oh, my God. You never wah, know. Wah. <laughs> you never know. I'm sorry. I totally left out. Um, Before I say goodbye to you guys, I am currently in the middle of, like, both reading and audiobook reading of this book um called False Witness. It's also a very large book. But because I'm using it via audiobook, thank you, Overdrive, for the book through my library. Use your local libraries. That's why we have them. We pay taxes for them. Um, I was using it through them, and it's it's a really good book. But you'd think from the cover that it, there'd be no sex, and there is sex. And honestly, like, trigger warning, there's sex uh, with my minors, and ooh. it's just, it wasn't what I thought it would be, mm. but, I mean, like, a true crime book, it makes you want justice, obviously, a gazillion times more, so I'll let you know That's next good. month how it, I'm not gonna, like, obviously, spoiler alerts, but I'll let you know yeah. whether I recommend it or not, um, yeah. but, yeah, like, I definitely recommend the other books I read, they were all great, you can find my goodreads too if you want um but i do thank you guys so much for listening if you are still (laughs) listening we hope you that you enjoyed this show we hope you keep listening i hope that you find us on instagram at half baked book club we got to do an official sign off right like this is our first oh yeah oh geez (laughs) no i was gonna cut that out but like because this is our first one i honestly just think it's endearing i think we should keep all the burps um all the coughs like <laughs> anything that's anything that's in here just so that when people who hate us because like inevitably we'll have all the people who are our friends who love us who will give us those podcasts like reviews that are positive but like we will have to combat the people that we hate because those will be the people who are the loudest just like yelp reviews and yeah, yeah that's that's how it is <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, like, should we should we try an official? Yeah, this yeah. Thing? Land this fucking it. plane. We'll see you next month. We can't wait. But until then, stay baked. It's, it's weird, weird out there. <laughs>